Yo, what's up? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to the Co-op Podcast crew. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Oh, sorry, just listeners for today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hard to remember because, you know, we're not usually like this. We're all in the same room. But, yeah, um, I'm here with Jake James Lugo. How you doing, JJ? How's it going, peeps? I'm good. E3's wrapped up, and uh, I'm getting ready to get to head home soon. So I figured, you know, talk a little bit about some game stuff before I do. Cool. And I'm also here with Mr. Max Muller. How you doing, Max? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'm excited that E3 is over. I'm tired and kind of sad that it's over as well, but it was a great show. I'm happy to have been here, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, and it was Max's first E3, so yeah, we were all looking through his eyes this year. <laughs> uh, it was definitely a good experience. So yeah, we're just going to um, touch on a few things that we didn't get to touch on before. Uh, we still got the press conferences to talk about. We already spoke about EA and Microsoft, but we didn't really get a chance to talk Bethesda, Ubisoft, and PlayStation. So we're going to do that real quick, and then later on we're going to be talking the, the best games that we saw at the actual E3 Expo. So for now let's go to Bethesda um, unfortunately only Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. here got to go to the Bethesda conference so what was your experience there? So first and foremost yes it was very unfortunate because I expected us all to get into that conference but uh, we'll talk more about that on another show the ins and outs of the whole process but so to speak I would say the Bethesda show was okay uh, their theme this year as everybody knows was a theme park so when I arrived there, you know, they pretty much had a lot of, the whole setup was, they actually had a Ferris wheel uh, that you could actually ride, which I found interesting. Um, and they just had everything set up as like different sections of different games. But these were actually sections where you could, you know, get drinks or food, so on and so forth. Now, um, when the actual conference started, you know, they had us waiting outside this area that they had closed off for stage, you know. Um, once we actually walked in, onto, into the actual area, um, I have to say I was very, very disappointed because we had to stand and watch the whole conference. There was no seats. Now, there was a seating area, but you had to have a purple badge, uh, you know, to, and actually to be allowed to sit in those seats. Uh all of us that got in had orange badges, so I'm not really sure what's going on with the color stuff with Bethesda. It's a little ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we, we saw the whole presentation, which was only 45 minutes long, all standing up. Um, so that was you know a little annoying. But getting to the actual show itself, um, I do think that Bethesda had a pretty good show. Um, just in terms of the whole fact that they have so many things that are all everything that they showed us is coming out this year. You know, they have the VR stuff for those that care about it. They have the Elder Scrolls card games, which I personally don't care about, but there is an audience out there that does care about it because otherwise they wouldn't have their product out there. So they have that stuff, which is good. But for me, obviously, um, as you you know, and if you ever listen to the co-op, you know I'm a huge Wolfenstein fan. They did announce that game, and that was awesome to hear about it. Uh, it would have been better if I didn't know about the leaks ahead of time that the game was going to actually get announced and actually come out on October 27th because Amazon had leaked that information a day earlier. So, But to actually see the footage, to know that it exists was awesome. Definitely was a standout for me. They also, of course, revealed The Evil Within 2, 
another game that had leaked ahead of time. But it was still good to see. Um, I must say that I have I don't really understand. Um, I didn't play the first game, so I don't really understand what the story is in this game. It looks completely different from the first game. I could be wrong, but um, I was glad to see that. And I think the bigger surprise, well, there were two big surprises. The first surprise um, was the fact that they do have a Dishonored standalone content coming. That information no one knew about at all, and that came completely out of left field. Um, so I'm glad to see that. I know a lot of people are Dishonored fans. I know Mr. Max Muller here is a Dishonored fan. So I, I, it was good to see that. But to me, the biggest, biggest surprise of that conference is the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, they have all this stuff coming out this year. But Wolfenstein and Evil Within both coming out in October. With Evil Within 2 coming out on Friday the 13th and Wolfenstein coming out on October 27th. So that tells me that Bethesda has a lot of faith in their titles, where they're not really worried about whatever else is coming out in October, you know, because Destiny will have been out by that time. But all these other games like Assassin's Creed, which, by the way, is coming out the exact same day as Wolfenstein, that tells me that they're just confident that their titles are going to sell well on their own. They're not really worried about the competition. Um, I would care to wonder what the hell they have coming in 2018, because I don't really know what any of that information is, but I definitely think that for what it's worth, obviously the highlights for me, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, Dishonored. Um, outside of that, everything else, I mean, I applaud them for trying to cater to so many different audiences, but I, I don't really care too much about the other stuff, but everything else was awesome about that. Just those three things, though, were the things that I enjoyed the most. Cool, yeah. So uh, we all got a chance to watch the Bethesda show. So, um, Max, what was your stand? I'm pretty sure I already know what it is, but, you know, just for the people, what was your standout announcement from Bethesda? So, like Rich said, I already knew that Evil Within and Wolfenstein were coming, even though I'm very especially excited for Wolfenstein. Evil Within is cool, but I still have to play the first one, even though the trailer looks interesting and I'm interested in the series. But um, I'd have to say my biggest surprise... And the happiest, my happiest um, thing from the conference was definitely the Dishonored standalone DLC because I thought that that franchise was dead because Dishonored 2 did not sell very well and we just we hadn't seen any DLC from it and it's been out since what November I think it came out so it's been a while and the fact that we hadn't heard anything about that just made me think that we weren't getting any more and it's also going to be exploring the outsider which was this just character that we really don't know a lot about who's even though he's very prevalent in both the games both the first and the second game so kind of going into more of the mystery around him is very very I'm very excited for that and I can't wait to play it and see what it's all about cool and Mr. Jake James Lugo, what was your standout announcement from Bethesda? I thought that some of the VR stuff that they were doing was interesting. There's Doom VR and there's Fallout 4 VR, which to me, you know, again, VR is still kind of a underutilized and a kind of a premature technology. It's still evolving over time. But those are two franchises, and it's coming from a developer like Bethesda, or at least a publisher like Bethesda, that would be able to do something cool with that. I mean, Doom was a kick-ass game. It was phenomenal. People love Fallout 4. So even though it's stuff that we already knew about and stuff 
stuff we've already seen I thought was interesting obviously the new game announcements the new uh, was it new content announcements for ESO uh, obviously Wolfenstein all that stuff was pretty pretty hype overall but I just thought like that was one little thing that stood out to me that I thought was interesting because I feel like Doom is one of those games that's just as fun to play it, it's gory it's crazy it's fast paced it's always been like that ever since its origins but having that in VR and being able to do that type of stuff when it's like right up in your face like that and not as like watching through a screen I think it's very interesting cool yeah uh, me personally I don't you know it's hard for me to pick a standout announcement because like what I feel like they showed a lot of cool stuff like the Wolfenstein and um, you know Dishonored uh, DLC and even you know the Fallout VR but um, in the case of you know Wolfenstein and Dishonored those are st- still two um, IPs that I have to get into like I still have to play the first games you know so it's hard for me to see it through you know the, the same eyes as you guys who already experienced those um, but overall it was a cool little conference um, you know we like us guys didn't get to see it live only Rich did um, but we were watching on stream you know um, and it, it was cool you know just watching it with our friends and everything but um, yeah definitely I wouldn't say it's my favorite uh, show of E3 but it was cool for the people who are really into those IPs I think for sure um, and then the next day, uh, Richard Bailey and Jake James Lugo got to go to the Ubisoft <laughs> conference. Um, yeah, so what would you guys think? What was your experience like at the, at the Ubisoft? Uh, honestly, Ubisoft was pretty hype as well. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, a lot of cool surprises from them. Behind us, uh, we had Miyamoto come up behind us uh, to show off Mario plus Rabbids, uh, the Mushroom Kingdom battle. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The game looks good. It's like, you know, a lot of people besides myself has described it as XCOM for Nintendo. It literally is that. It's a, it's kind of a strat- not a strategy RPG, but a strategic game. It's not used, you're not seeing Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom in the same way that you're used to seeing them in an adventure, in a platformer, or anything of the sort. So this is a total new territory for Nintendo, and I think it's good that they went to a third-party publisher to actually mess around with that, or at least approach it from some way, because that might lead to other things down the line. Uh, there was a couple other cool neat surprises from Ubisoft. There was Skull and Bones, which is another pirate game coming from Ubisoft. Uh, you guys, I remember you described it to me when we were talking about it, is uh, a lot of the ship battles from Assassin's Creed just brought into another game, which I thought was cool, uh, and it looked good. It, it, to me, it's it, with, in a world where we have Sea of Thieves, and putting the comparison there, because they are pirate games, this is a different type of flavor of pirate game. Well, Sea of Thieves is just like a fun, fantastical, you know, outlandish type of take on pirating. This one seems a little bit more simulation, a little bit more historically accurate and such. Um, besides that, again, the biggest announcement, Beyond Good and Evil 2. That was a huge, huge mic drop moment. Even though they had a bunch of good stuff already for them, that was a big mic drop moment because there was a lot of people that have been waiting for that game for years. Now, granted, we don't know hardly much about the game. I know there's little details that have popped up here and there about it, but as far as like concrete details, seeing gameplay and stuff, we haven't really gotten that yet. We're going to get that eventually at some point, which probably leading into next year, maybe even down the line towards like a PlayStation experience or something, but or Gamescom, because that's probably like the next big event that people are going to go to eventually but that's a cool announcement to know that it is coming and to see something to confirm that it is coming right how about you rich so uh let me just say this right now this will be a bit controversial what i am about to say um if i had to rank the conferences that i enjoyed the most i say i would put ubisoft at the very top of the list of everything that i've seen this year because the lineup they have is just killer um and no, Ubisoft is not paying me to say any of this, so let me make that very clear. 
the Rabbit's Mario game, I think, was a huge surprise for me because I know that that pretty much the image had leaked out that this game was going to get announced, but I did not know how it played. Then when I saw the video and I said, "Oh, well, this is very like this is pretty much similar like XCOM," I was sold. Um, now I did get a chance to play it and. I have a preview I'm actually working on now, which you all will see sometime next week. Uh, but I can say that that was probably my biggest surprise. Uh, obviously, I think uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, that was the megaton announcement people were, were waiting for. It's like every year at E3, you try to hope that there's a major announcement that gets everybody's attention. That was the announcement. Um, and then pretty much everything that they showed uh, in terms of Far Cry 5, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm sold on the game. You know, I'm not really expecting too much. I'm not expecting it to be too different from any other Far Cry game, but I'm, I'm sold on it. I did get to play it. Again, I'm going to talk about that also in the future. Uh, Assassin's Creed, they didn't show much of that because I know they had the 30-minute uh, presentation after uh, the Ubisoft conference, which I don't really think if that... I really know if that was a wise decision, but it's fine. Um, pretty much every game they showed was good. Uh, the only one exception, and, and I must apologize to those that are fans, but Just Dance 2018? <laughs> nah, son. Uh, I'm good. I will say this. I very much enjoyed the singer that came out there. That was the <laughs> highlight for me when they got to that segment. But everything else, I'm not really... I didn't, I didn't really like the Just Dance. It's just not my type of game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. Just I'm not in the audience for that game. But it's good. You know, they had something for everybody. So... I give them credit. Uh, they have a killer lineup. The Crew 2, I didn't know anything about that game. When I saw that trailer, that, this game looks pretty badass. Um, so pretty much everything I've seen of them from them was fantastic. South Park, another game that was awesome. Um, and again, you know, going back to the surprises again, Beyond Good and Evil 2, I know JJ has already mentioned uh, the pirate game Skull and Bones. Um yeah, I mean, they just had a lot for they just had a lot of variety, so they deserve props for that, I would say. But definitely, in my opinion, the best show that I've experienced so far this trip. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't come into E three thinking that Ubisoft might have like the best conference, <laughs> but like you could, it, it's arguable that it's, it's the it. best. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Case for it. it could actually be the number one of this year. But um, yeah, I remember when we were watching it. You know, I was watching it with Max, and we was about to meet uh, Tatiana from the Coalition, and um, we had it on our stream in the press room, and um, yeah, like it, it got to a point where we had to leave, and like we saw the Beyond good and evil trailer start to come on like and it showed the back of the head of the pig and Max was like wait hold on we can't go yet <laughs> like so that was great <laughs> so yeah what, your, stop. yeah what are your thoughts on that Max um yeah um obviously like Gary was just saying Beyond Good and Evil 2 was probably my entire highlight of the show of all of E3 honestly because that is one thing that I think I mentioned in our previous co-op that was like my one like wish list thing even though I had no expectations for it. I, I was at like 0% that that would happen, but there it is. It's here now, and we have some details on it that actually have me more worried than anything, like the fact that it may be like an early access game and that they're kind of at ground zero with it, but I am still excited that it's there. You know, I'm still cautiously optimistic about it. Um, I loved the trailer, even though there's a lot of people complaining because it's not really... 
it's not similar at all to the first game, which like I kind of get. But that's also all we've seen is that first trailer. Things might change. We'll see. We know it's a prequel, and if it's a prequel, that means that it's probably going to be relevant to something that happened in the first game. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm um, excited to get more on that. Um, really hyped about Assassin's Creed even though we knew that was coming we saw that at the Microsoft conference it was cool uh, Gary I know Gary got to play and he was telling me that um, it feels a lot better than the previous games though it isn't too too different he said that there's some good changes in there so I'm excited to try those out for myself and then Skull and Bones Skull and Bones it's called right yeah, I always forget the name yeah. yeah Skull and Bones was a nice surprise as well because I I really enjoyed I actually hardly played Black Flag but I enjoyed the ship mechanics in Assassin's Creed 3 and I know that everyone really, really likes the ship mechanics in Assassin's Creed 4. Like, that was a huge selling point. And I really like pirate, pirates in the first place. Like, I wanted Sea of Thieves to be good. I'm not the biggest fan of where that is going, though. I know there are people that like it, and I do want to give it a second chance. But I think Skull and Bones is way more up my alley, and that's the sort of pirate game that I really want to play and am looking forward to. So that's another big highlight for me from the Ubisoft conference. Other than that, honestly, I like all of the games that were announced, but... But I haven't really played a lot of those IPs in the first place, even though I've always wanted to. They're definitely up my alley. I have interest in them, but just we'll see if I get around to them at some point this year. But no, Beyond Good and Evil 2, whew, that's, that's, my, that's my game of the show right there. So happy about that. Yeah, I would go on record and say that that was clearly the biggest Megaton of E3 this year. Straight up. Yes. That was the biggest Megaton this year. Yeah, there was some fun surprise announcements we'll get to eventually, but that was clearly the biggest Megaton because people wanted it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Assassin's Creed, I actually didn't get to see what they showed at that conference, but I saw it at the Microsoft, like, and I'm, I'm really pumped for that. Uh, Skull and Bones was a nice surprise, I would say, as well, because I actually got to play it as well, and it's a really fun game. Um, the announcement was very interesting as well, because like, we didn't know what to expect at that point, and then you know they showed off the gameplay, and it was like, yeah, it's like Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, playing it was cool, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to that game also. But yeah, definitely, I tip my hat to Ubisoft for putting on a good show overall this year but um yeah let's move on to the sony press conference now now we we were all in attendance we all had great seats yeah i was right at, at, the, front. at sony, was yeah. the corner and you guys got yeah. on the stream yeah some of you guys out there you've been tweeting us you saw us on the stream so, <laughs> yeah we raided. we raided the sony stream and we were actually sitting right behind hip-hop gamer and reggie who were also featured on the stream as well, i believe like i'm sure you guys all heard them as well on the stream but <laughs> we did <laughs> yeah. i was in the other corner of the room and i clearly <laughs> yeah so that was interesting but um yeah uh the Sony conference, I mean, I, I feel like they played it safe. You know, they focused entirely on games, whereas Microsoft, they showed hardware. Um, Sony, I guess they felt like they didn't need to talk hardware. They, you know, they, we already know they have the PS4 Pro. We know what the lineup is. They didn't give a price drop or anything. Maybe we'll get some news on that later on. But, um, yeah, they just chose to, to stick to the games. And they did have, you know, I guess a few announcements that were kind of a shock, like the Shadow of Colossus. You know, that was definitely a shock. 
book. Horizon DLC. Um, yeah, Hori- Horizon, yeah, Horizon DLC. Uh, but for the most part, they showed us a lot of things that have already been announced. But they do look great, though. So you can't, you know, you can't complain with that because they actually look great. But um, JJ, what, what you, what's your overall thoughts and opinion on the Sony press conference? It, it's funny because we've been seeing on social media and a lot of other people that we talked to say that the conference wasn't all that great, and I disagree with that. I thought the conference was pretty good. <laughs> you got to understand what we didn't see here or what we didn't really get here. I feel like we're going to get a PSX. We're going to get other like yeah. bigger stuff like the price drop with the PS4 Pro or anything else, maybe PSVR as well. You know, more stuff like that. I feel like that's a PSX like type of discussion. For what we got here, what we sh- were shown, I thought that Shadow of the Colossus HD was very unexpected. And apparently from, again, from people we talked to, that's a one-to-one. It's like it just looks phenomenally gorgeous. It's the yeah. same game, but look how good that game actually looks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, wow, that's a pretty cool surprise. Uh, I always said, even before we went to the conference we were going to get news on stuff we already knew we already seen we're just going to see more of it if not get confirmations maybe dates release windows and we got that for the most part on a lot of stuff some stuff is getting pushed out to 2018 but there is stuff coming at the end of the year which i thought was great um the footage that we did see for games like spider-man spider-man ps4 is awesome yeah Yeah, that was a great way to close out the conference i thought that was really cool um same thing with god of war god of war looked good days gone looked good and we've seen days gone already like ever since psx and that was fine and same thing with all those games on top of that, we knew stuff about Marvel vs. Capcom, but we got to see a little bit of extra, and we found out about the story demo that dropped that same day, which is really, really cool. Um, and again, a little bit of PSVR stuff, even though I'm not really down with PSVR, I understand like you know the appeal of that, but it's still cool to see that there is some support there. There are some things that are happening that people are going to be interested in if they own a PSVR, so there's software for you to pick up. Um, besides that, overall, I didn't think we needed the pyrotechnics and like the extra stuff in the audience. I- and I understand why they did it because one thing you got to give Sony credit for, and they've done this already about two times now with their conferences. They don't talk a lot. Like Charlene came up twice that entire time yeah. throughout the conference, and he came up. He said, "Hey, what's up, guys? We got some games for you. I'm gonna go over this way." And that was pretty much what he did. And he, they showed us games. There wasn't a lot of talking. There was a lot. There was no random commentary. There was no random stars popping up saying, "Hey, what's up?" None of that was with Sony's conference. And I think a lot of people like that, myself included, because it shows you what's coming or what's around the corner and doesn't really give you a lot of fluff. Even though these are like vertical slices, these are teasers, these are big world premiere uh, trailers and stuff, at least you're seeing something cool and you're getting excited about what you're seeing, whether it's gameplay or not. And I don't feel like we get that enough from a lot of the other conferences. Even though they show stuff, there's a lot of fluff, there's a lot of spectacle behind it, and there's much less in this Sony conference than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that a little bit. Well, I would also say that um, I feel like the, their approach to it is that at E3, they're focusing on games that have already been announced and showing us, you know, more of them. And I think they're going to make, you know, their big announcements at PSX from now on. Like, yeah, I think that's where we're going to get to hear about, like, the new announcements and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of what their approach is. But I will say also that I expected to get release dates for both Detroit and Gran Turismo because mm-hmm. both these games were playable at E3. We played them. Even. Oh, well, well, some of us played. I know a couple people that did play. I didn't get to play them, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even before the press conference, because we were in a, in a mixer area, and, like, all those games were playable right there before the conference, and they didn't give release dates for them, so I found that, you know, really baffling, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, it was a great show for the most part. Uh, Richard, any thoughts on that? 
let Max go next. Max, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Max. Yeah. Oh, um, my thoughts are pretty similar to JJ's on the PlayStation show. Like, I really, I, I thought it was great, and I just don't really get why people were complaining so much about it, because my thing is that, no, they didn't drop a lot of bombshells, but the thing, and yeah, we knew a lot about, like, basically every game that was there, but the thing is, we didn't know a lot about every game that was mm-hmm. there. Like, this was the first time we were able to see, if I'm not mistaken, we this was the only f- time we've really seen gameplay on the Spider-Man. Yes, well, technically, we got sizzle during that trailer, that yeah. Revealed, but this was like a real hard look at exactly. Gameplay. Like, right. we didn't have that before. Like, yeah, obviously, we assumed it was going to be good because it's Insomniac, but like, it was still really cool to see that you know, that Days Gone, we've seen Days Gone gameplay, but that Days Gone gameplay was cool. that was next level, that was something mm-hmm. awesome that made it seem like it's something much more than just your typical zombie game. I believe this was the first time we see God of War gameplay, if I'm not mistaken, you know. So, it's just these are things that people are saying, Oh, yeah, we knew all about this, but we kind of didn't. We just knew that they were coming. That's all. You know, people are saying the Nintendo show, they're complaining that we don't know anything about Metroid Prime 4, aside from the fact that it's announced. Well, that's how it was with God of War. That's kind of how it was with Spider-Man, but now we've seen gameplay. You know, that's that's important. No, it wasn't as good as the bombshell that was Shenmue 3 and the Last oh, Guardian being remake. announced and final... No, but that's, ne- that's not going to be top for like another 10 years. Like, people need to temper their expectations a little bit. I mean, like, you saw that song say about that. Yeah. You saw that yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> exactly. But um, overall, I enjoyed the show a lot. It was fun to be there. You know, they got us drunk. They fed us, and they sat us in a theater to watch fun shit for an hour. Like, yeah. but there's not much to complain about there. But, yeah, we saw we saw a bunch of cool shit. I'm excited about the games, you know? Yeah, Sony are very smart with that because, you know, they give us all that free alcohol ahead of time, and then they have, like, the pyrotechnics. Like, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's always going to get drunk people excited. Yeah. Like, so everybody... Yo, some stuff yeah. is exploding, guys. I don't know what's happening, but it's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't care much for the pyrotechnics either, but they were, they were fun. It was whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Mr. Richard Bailey, what's your thoughts? Well, let me just say, first and foremost, I disagree with, with, with J.J. And, and Max. I love the pyrotechnics. I love the, <laughs> the, 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 the spectacle of it all. Because, uh, yeah, you know, I did see people complaining. Uh, you know, I agree with pretty much what they both have, what both of them have already said. Um, people do have to uh, lower, well, I'm not going to say lower their expectations. They need to just keep them in check because, again, for two years in a row, Sony had awesome conferences. This conference was still good. Uh, were there any megaton announcements? Not, no, not really. Uh, but it was, you know, again, you got to see more of the games you've been waiting for. Uh, Spider-Man, yeah, that looked fantastic. And I agree that that was an excellent way to close the show. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed, like you, Gary, that there was no release date for Detroit or Gran Turismo because, yeah, we saw the games. We were able to play them if we wanted to. Um, so I'm a little confused about that. But again, what we saw of Detroit at the show, I was it was very interested to see the actor they chose to play one of the characters because that actor is perfect for that role because he is an activist in real life. So that was interesting. But uh, if they you know they can spend as much time as they want on that game, I'm fine. But they sold me on that. Um, God of War, we know early 2018. I believe that uh, Reggie, a.k.a. Weapon X, predicted it was going to be early 2018 on another show that we had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's great. That's fine. Um, the DLC for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, yes, I think we knew that um, that was something that they were heavily considering because I did see a Sony video not too long ago 
in which uh, I believe it was Neil Druckmann had an interview with uh, I forget the guy's name. I guess it's Herman from Gorilla, right? Yeah, from Gorilla. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned in that interview that the game has been in development for six years. So I figured that they probably had additional content they were going to at some point work on. Interestingly enough, I didn't see a release date on that DLC. So I'm going to assume maybe that'll be later, you know, maybe that'll be 2018, you know, to hold people over because, but I'm telling you, Sony has a killer lineup 2018 right now. You got Spider-Man, there's no confirmed date, but they did say 2018. Um, And then all this other stuff that could come out, which they didn't really give a hard date for, but that could come out any time. So I I thought the Sony show was great for what it was. Um, I didn't go in expecting any megaton announcements because they already had that. You know, we know, you and I know from not attending E3 2015, that was the one where Sony just blew everything out the water and really surprised everybody with the Shenmue 3. But the thing about it is why I say people need to keep their expectations in check. Sony told you in advance the games that weren't going to be here. They said Death Stranding won't be at E3. Final Fantasy VII Remake won't be there. They pretty much told people what wasn't going to be there. So at that point, they should have said, okay, well, and, and I thought the show was still good. You know, I know some people are disappointed, but I enjoyed what they had showed, and I'm looking forward to every game, most of the games they showed. Yeah. So. I had no complaints. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, for those people who are expecting those kind of megatons, like the, those, that scale of megaton, like with the Shenmue, Final Fantasy, uh, Last Guardian, those take years to develop because yeah. we were waiting for those <laughs> games for like 10 years anyway. So, like, you're not going to get anything like that again for another 10 years, pretty much. And we got Beyond Good and Evil this year. So, there you go. The only other thing that, that could possibly match it is Half Life, and they're not at E3 ever. <laughs> Either Tofu is over, Game Duo is like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Like, that, that's like a that's like a unicorn. Exactly. And one last thing I will add about what you guys said about PSX, I think that should be very clear that they are saving all their big guns for that. Oh yeah. Because yeah, why would The Last of Us Part Two be shown there? And not here. And not here. Yeah, you see, so that 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 to me says it all right there. And, yeah. and that's what it, it should be. The focus is on that because that's more of a community event. Um, that Sony's own thing, you know. Hopefully, maybe that is makes it so that they don't have to be at E3. But uh, we'll see about that. That's another discussion for another day. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. definitely going to talk about that in the future. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's a discussion we're going to have, but not today. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to move on to the actual expo now, and you know, I'm just going to go around the table and get you know your your guys' favorite games. I know it's hard to pick one, so uh, let's cap it at like two. So, like, you can say, like, up to two of the games that you enjoyed the most. Um, So, I'll go to you first, Max. All right. So, like I said, Beyond Good and Evil, but I'm not going to count that because that wasn't really part of, like, the expo, us being on the floor. You know, that was just the trailer. So, um, I'd have to say it was tough, but my top two would probably be uh, Vampire and then Crytek's Hunt Extinction. Now, Vampire, I know, has a lot of hype around it, and that's the guys, Don't Nods, who uh, made Life is Strange, and this this game is nothing to do with Life is Strange. Like, it's, it's nothing. It's a third-person action-adventure game. It's kind of a detective game as well it's really interesting like you you play as a vampire who was also a doctor so a doctor you know is sworn to protect people and a vampire is they need to like kill people so the game kind of plays with that by forcing you to 
suck blood from someone, but the thing is you have to be very careful with who you choose to suck blood from because the city is in a very, uh, it's not in a good state right now. It's in a very unstable state. So anyone that you get rid of could cause the city to go really bad or really good, like in either way. And you don't really know. You have to like pay attention to these people, their relationships with other people and see how that will affect them. But the thing is, usually the nicer the person is and the better the person they are for like the city, the more EXP that will give you. So it kind of, it makes it really tempting for you to kind of want to destroy all the good people, but then that will also bring the city down, which will lead it to be overrun by a bunch of hostile vampires. So that's just a quick overview of it. There's a lot more to it, but I found it very intriguing. I didn't even get to play it, and it's still one of like the favorite games that I saw there. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that. And then Crytex Hunt. This was something that I think surprised both Gary and I a lot. Like, we kind of went into it not expecting a whole lot. We were just like, yeah, Crytek, you know, we know the name. It's kind of cool. We'll see what, We'll see what's up. But uh, I'd have to describe this game as kind of like the what we all wanted Evolve to be, I think, <laughs> to a degree, to a degree, because, like, um, no one's playing the monster in this game. But it's really interesting. Think kind of like... Um, a Daisy or player knowns battlegrounds type world, like a survival world, um, and then there's a monster that you have to hunt. You can go in by yourself or with one other player, and there are up. To, you can have up to ten players on the map. But the thing is, once you join into the world, you never know how many other players are on the map, which is one of the most interesting things to me. So you can go in with no one else on the map, but you wouldn't know because you're going to try and hunt this monster, and you're still trying to be quiet and careful so that no one else will hear you. But there's no one else to hear you, so you never know or it could be packed but um thing is you have to go and find this uh monster somewhere on the map you have to take it out and then you have to try and collect its bounty but while you're waiting to collect its bounty you're banishing the monster so it'll drop something all of the players on the map suddenly know where you are so not only do you have to wait for this thing you have to defend yourself against other players which is very interesting because if you die they can just take your kill and then all of that effort is wasted and then not only once the monster is banished you then have to pick up the bounty and then try to escape from the map without getting killed as well. So it opens up all these different kinds of opportunities. Like I know that the uh, guy at the show was saying there will be those players who don't even go after the monster. They'll just wait for someone else to do it and then they'll kill them and take the bounty. Of course they won't be getting the EXP boost and everything from the monster but they'll still get the bounty. They'll get whatever it is those rewards are. I don't think the, that was really explained to us a lot. But um, and it's, it's kind of like griefing but it's interesting all these different play styles that this opens up. You know it's, it's still early on in development but I was pleasantly surprised by that game, and I cannot wait to see more of that either. Yeah, that was an awesome game for sure. Um, that's actually one of mine, so um, I'll discuss that as well real quick. So, yeah, like, what I loved about that game is just the choice it gives you. Like, you can, like you said, you can literally just be in the world and go after other ca- uh, players that are going after their their own bounty, and you can steal their bounty from them. And, you know, um, all the, the money you get from the bounty, I'm, I'm guessing you can um, buy different gear and stuff. Um, it's very atmospheric, so, like, you can be hunting in the dark and you know you can choose to equip yourself with with uh, flashlights or whatever so you know that will help you in the darker areas and stuff um and yeah i just love how it perfectly blends together like the survival and horror aspects because there's a lot of survivor survival games on pc at the moment um but like this takes like an interesting like you know spin because 
I feel like people who are into horror games could still enjoy this as well. Like it, I think it satisfies like two audiences in one kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's I, I definitely like to. And graphically, it's amazing. We know that Crytek is well known for you know putting out great looking games. They always have like um, you know great gameplay engines and everything. So yeah, um, this this game and this game it wasn't actually on the show floor. This was in like the um, the concourse hall, which only media can actually get to so not everyone was talking about this game so it was definitely like a, a good surprise for me and um the other game that i was gonna say for mine was skull and bones because i got to play that at ubisoft and that was a nice surprise too because i didn't expect that game to be that fun to be honest like <laughs> you know it it looked cool at, at ubisoft when i saw when i saw it at the press conference it looks cool, like, okay, yeah, Assassin's Creed, you know, Assassin's Creed, um, shit battles or whatever, but, like, I got to play it with five other guys that I didn't know, and, you know, um, just the communication aspects of it, and, you know, you, you basically have to, you know, you have to take out other ships and steal their treasure, and then um, after the session is over, you have to all try and escape, so, like, you know, while you're escaping, like, if, if any of you, like, gets shot down or whatever, your ship's sunken, then you lose that loot, basically, so they aim is to get as much loot as you can and I think this is just one of the game modes that are in the game I think there's you know different game modes but that in itself was so fun and there's different classes of ships that you can use so like there's a tank ship that can just ram everything um, I tried the marksman ship which allows you to shoot at like further distances you know in the sea and everything and like you know if there's a ship behind you you can blast behind them like every ship has its own special ability as well so that's what's cool as well um you can board other ships or you can be boarded which is never good so you you, you can't get too close to the other ships for too long otherwise you know that's a big risk as well but yeah um everything about that game was just so fun um i like the realistic approach to it and everything like because we, we saw sea of, sea of thieves and that looks good like <laughs> conceptually that looks good but um this game like i, th I feel like this is more the game that i want to play like it's it seems more accurate, you know, to being a pirate and everything. So, yeah, that that game was surprisingly fun. I loved it. Um, and yeah, th those are the two games I'm going to go with for my best of E3. Um, it was very hard not to pick Dragon Ball Z. I'll say that though. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll go to you, Mr. Jake James Lugo. What's your best games of E3? I'll be unapologetic about it. I'll choose Dragon Ball Z as one of them because Dragon Ball Z was hype. Dragon Ball Z was really cool. It looked great. It played great. We got to play a match uh, uh, yeah. with uh, Bandai Namco. And again, Arc System Works was the perfect uh, publisher develop yeah, developer to actually, uh, what is it, be part of that game because they know how to make anime-based fighters. They did a phenomenal job with Guilty Gear Zerd or Xerd, uh, and it, that game looked good and it looks very similar to this, so they brought whatever worked with that game over to Dragon Ball Z, and because it's Dragon Ball Z is one of the most popular gaming, I mean, uh, popular anime franchises in the world, period, Because especially in the United States, it was like a match made in heaven, and it looks that much more better, and it plays amazing. Uh, there was a, a while back, there was a Mugen, uh, what is it, kind of I guess you could say mod for Mugen, which is kind of like create your own like you know 2D fighter, where people would put in their own animations and stuff, and they tried to make a Dragon Ball Z fighter kind of like this. So clearly, people wanted something like this. And Arc System Works is giving them that, and then some. And we only got to see about six uh, characters. I want to say there was like three heroes, three villains. There was Goku, Vegeta, and Gohan. 
and uh, against uh, Frieza, Cell, Cell and Majin Buu. Yeah. And there are going to be more. But from what we saw there, and if it's that level of quality, especially with all the nods to the anime and the characters' personalities, their special moves, and the little details that are oh, distinctively Dragon Ball Z from the sound cues to the things happening in the background, this game is going to be awesome. And I can't wait to see how it comes together when it's finally finished. Now, for my second game, this is a little bit difficult because, again, there's there only so much that we could really play on the floors, you know, with everything that was going on. And I want to say that at least the one that I enjoyed the most, you know, seeing, I got to play it a couple times, was the city of Final Fantasy. And I, I liked the city of Final Fantasy NT. And the reason being is because not only did I play the previous games in the series on PSP, but I wanted this game to come to consoles for the longest. And finally being able to get hands on time with it and see how it's applied to the consoles works pretty damn cool. And not only is the music phenomenal, like it always is, all the remixes of your classic Final Fantasy themes from 1 to 14, which is awesome. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get 15 at some point. Like, I feel like that's imminent. Yeah. down the line but also seeing how good the characters look uh, on the PlayStation 4 especially PlayStation 4 Pro seeing how the game plays it's three on three battles when you're playing online against other people and I think offline you go back to like the single one on one or two on two uh, for the story mode and stuff but they didn't really kind of delve into that they really showed a case to us what it's going to be like when you're playing against other people online and that could get a little bit chaotic but very fun and very flashy because they implement all the different aspects about Final Fantasy into these battles from the characters the special moves the locations, the sheen on all the freaking meshes of everything. It just looks that good. All the way to the summons that are kind of, you know, become a big part of the battles where in previous games, it was just kind of like a highlighted thing where it just changes some of the effects and the momentum of the matchup. Now you actually see the summons attack and they get this crazy cinematic. It's distinctively Square Enix and what they do with Final Fantasy. And I thought that was pretty cool from what I played. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to play that, unfortunately, just because, you know, I didn't have enough time to get to it. And by the time I got to it, like, I guess the line was too crazy or something and they wouldn't let me play. But, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that game. And the Dragon Ball Z game was incredible. I loved it. Like, the animation, like, it, it looks... I was talking about it with someone, I'm not sure if it was Max or Charles or someone yesterday, but, like, the animation looks just as good as the show, if yeah. not better. Like, yeah. Because, you know, obviously the shows are a bit dated, like some of the older ones, but this looks superb, and I love that, you know, you can shift to air battles so seamlessly and stuff like that. Like, and there was the little things, like, when there's key battles, right, when they're firing their key energy, mm-hmm. and you block it, and it's like if you do, like, a just block, which is when you block at the exact same time, mm-hmm. you your character will swipe it away and it'll go into the background and destroy something in the background. It's yeah. little things like that that Arc System works, like pays attention to that you don't get in a Street Fighter Five, you don't get in a King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you get that injustice, you know, to an extent, you know, mm-hmm. at some point because they, they're a little bit different with their approach. But for a 2D fighter, or at least a 2.5D fighter, as I should say, that is pretty cool. And it works so well and so good with a license like DBZ. Exactly, yeah. So, Mr. Richard Bailey, what's your best of show? Alright, so let me go ahead and say right now for developers that may be listening to this, if you wonder why I didn't mention your game, don't take it personal. This is a very tough decision to make. It's like it's a very hard life decision. But uh, I'll just say this. If I can narrow it down to two, first and foremost, I have to say Shadow of War, only because this was the last appointment that I had um, on Thursday. Uh, I spent a lot of time with it. The developer wanted to actually let me stay later, but then they had to shut. They had a no. I don't know what you told him, but we're shutting it down. So unfortunately, did not get to spend spend a lot of time. But the hour or so that I did spend with the game, it's absolutely fantastic. You know, I enjoyed the first uh, Middle Earth game. It was it was great. Uh, this game did have a lot of new things that they introduced. 
Um, there's so many things to really describe about how it's different. I mean, the combat is virtually the same. Uh, you know, you can still possess enemies like you've done in the past, dominate them, so to speak. Um, and then, of course, you know, when you're assigning different, let's say that you have conquered the area. Once you conquer an area, you can assign someone to be in charge of that area. And based on the creature that you choose for that area, that changes the whole look and aesthetic of the whole uh, area that they are now in charge of. So stuff like that was really, really awesome. Um, it was already a game I was looking forward to, but uh, after I had a chance to actually get my hands on it, because I know when they showed the first initial gameplay trailer, anyone who looks at that will be like, well, it looks like it's the same thing. It looks very easy to do all this other stuff. But I, I have to be honest right now, I got my ass whooped a couple times in that demo. <laughs> so it's, it's not as easy as it seems. Um, obviously, I got better over time, but you know, with the, the hot, when you're going against enemies that are of a higher level, it really, really, it forces you to get better in the game. So, I have to say that right there, you know, I know it's a highly anticipated game for many people. For me, it, it was a game that I was planning on getting. Now, it's a definite purchase because of the fact that I enjoyed just enjoyed it so much and I know Max also had a chance to play it yeah he probably would agree with some stuff he may have even more stuff to add about that oh yeah no I 100% agree I was actually really worried about it because while I enjoyed the first game I've, I've said this before the um I was worried about it uh, being re- ah, sorry the first game got kind of repetitive towards the end and I was worried that the second game would follow suit with that but I was actually taught I brought that up to de- the developer right away and he was like oh yeah no we're aware of that we address that we made the world much more dense there's a huge amount of uh enemy variety and he was saying that before the demo and i was like all right we'll see we'll see but uh no he was 100 percent right like there everywhere in the world is just filled with stuff like every square inch is just there's either ruins or forests or towers or it's just really really cool and there's also this new mode called the stronghold mode which was awesome it allows you to uh, pick different aspects of your army that you want to assault, like a massive, massive castle, way bigger than anything in the first game, and you put it up against the enemy who also has these same traits, so you can kind of look at those traits and design your enemy to counter those traits. You can spend like a half hour in the pre-planning stage, honestly, even longer. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get to because it was the demo, so I kind of rushed it, but um, I ended up picking like giant ogres to take down the walls and then having... Um, Paragors with orcs on top of them, like climbing over the walls right before they got destroyed to like start taking out enemies in the first place. And then I had giant, I don't remember what they're called, but like the really, really toweringly tall uh, orc monsters uh, go in after and just take everyone out. And honestly, I did very little fighting. I did almost none of the fighting. Like everyone, because I was lucky enough to pick a good enough. Um, like assault team um they basically took over the entire stronghold me doing very little aside from capturing the points because you have to be there to capture them which is very very cool and that's some that's a mode that i cannot wait to try out more of yeah it was an overall an awesome game that sounds incredible Mm -hmm. the way you described it um yeah so uh, richard did you have another game yes uh this is going to shock some people um i don't really think it's much of a shocker um I, there's a lot of games that I didn't get a chance to play at E3, and we'll probably talk about some of this stuff in the, a future podcast. But of the games I played, I, I have to say, um, as I said, Shadow of War, that's at the top of my list. Right next to that, it has to be Mario and Rabbids. 
Um, again, you really can't emphasize how unique this game is. Uh, because if you are an XCOM fan, you know how strategy is with XCOM games. Uh, this game is a little bit different. I mean, it does use the XCOM, uh, you know, techniques. But what the main difference is that, you know, how in XCOM where there's an enemy that's right next to an enemy, if you shoot them, there's backlash, so both enemies get hit. In this game, only one enemy will get hit, uh, whoever is the one that is closest to the attack. So that may be, that's a little bit of a difference. Some people may or may not like. But the game itself is just awesome. Uh, you know, it's like a Mario game. You know, you're collecting coins, and you can use those coins to upgrade weapons, so on and so forth. So they do have a level-up system in the game as well. But it's just, there's a lot of things about the game that I just feel are unique. The particular demo that I played, I had to rescue Luigi and pretty much had to go through this environment facing off against different enemies. Um, and then, of course, I got to a boss battle, <laughs> which was pretty ridiculous, just how much, how long it took to get rid of that boss. But again, it's a great game. So much to really say about it. Really can't really all say it all at once at this particular moment in time. That's why I'm doing the write-up. But for those that are curious what the game is, like I said, if you've ever played XCOM, you have a good idea of how that particular combat is. Um, enemies can hide behind different things. Only the thing that's different about this is that, you know, if an enemy hide behind certain things, when you shoot it, it does just destroy some of what they're hiding behind, depending on what it is. And they do have, they do add the comical element to it, to it as well, because I remember one instance where there was an enemy hiding behind an explosive barrel that has a star on it. You shoot that barrel, it, it blows up, and the enemy falls back. They have these little funny animations and stuff like that. But to me, it was a big surprise. Like I said, when I started this particular show, Ubisoft, they had an excellent conference. They definitely had to be the standout conference this year for me because of games like this. Um, the game was fantastic. And it definitely, you know, convinced me that I need to get a Switch. I also want to throw in and say the Nintendo conference also convinced me that I need to get a Switch. But that was a game definitely because... I actually had a chance to play it. Didn't get a chance to play Odyssey. That possibly also would have, you know, told me the same thing. But I did want to mention that because, again, that game, Shadow of War, for me, definitely the best games I played there. Cool. And um, since you did mention Nintendo, real quick, they yeah. did have a 25-minute, you know, <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Um, Mr. Jake James Lugo, Lugo, what did you think of that um, Nintendo uh, There were some surprises. Obviously, we got the confirmation of Metroid Prime 4, which is a very big deal to Nintendo fans. That was really cool. Also, they didn't really talk about it on the stream, but we also have a 2D Metroid game on 3DS, which is Metroid Samus Returns, or Return of Samus. And it's a remake of the old Game Boy game, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. And that's pretty damn cool. It's done in a 2.5D style and I think people wanted that so people wanted Metroid you got Metroid and uh, with Metroid Prime 4 it's they, we didn't see anything other than a logo tease but we know that it's coming and they told they kind of hinted at that for a while I'm pretty sure next year we see the game in some sort of capacity or fashion uh, we did see a couple of other interesting things and they did talk a little bit about Mario and Rabbids which I thought was cool but we really got that from Ubisoft themselves mm -hmm. thought that was great uh, we got confirmations of a new Kirby game 
When Kirby came on Nintendo Switch is great. Uh, new Yoshi, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Surprisingly so, because Yoshi's Woolly World was a game that everybody really liked. And I guess surprisingly did well enough to warrant a sequel. Because remember, that game's on Wii U, and it was on 3DS. It was like a port over, kind of like Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, or Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. But another game that's a sequel, that's pretty interesting to me. Uh, and we also got a little bit of Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade 2, or Xenoblade Chronicles 2. or Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And uh, that's awesome. Again, people who've played the previous games or Xenoblade Chronicles X, they're going to love this. It's your typical anime JRPG that's going to be like 40, 50 plus hours. You're going to spend a long time probably playing it on your Switch. The perfect thing is, is that because it's on your Switch, it's going to be portable. But overall, it was a decent conference or at least a decent Nintendo Direct, I guess you could call it, or E3 presentation. That A lot more of the stuff like the Metroid 3S uh, game was shown on the Treehouse Live or they came out afterwards when they released the trailers and stuff. New Amiibo, again, new Metroid Amiibo for both uh, for Metroid uh, uh, Prime Metroid Return of Samus and I'm pretty sure we're going to get another line down the line for Prime 4 uh, we also saw some of the other Amiibo for uh, the Smash Brothers ones that haven't come out yet so Bayonetta Corrin Cloud stuff like that and then also a couple others for Mario Luigi Rapid uh, Mario and uh, was it Mario and Rapids uh, Rapids Rapids <laughs> I keep pronouncing it wrong and uh, a whole bunch of other little little, little knickknacks that they showed there on display. So overall, decent showing. I wish I was able to play some of the games. Again, we'll talk about that down the line because there is a lot to say, and I know a lot of you guys listening questioning it, but don't worry. We will address that at one point. But there was a lot of good stuff that was shown that was there by Nintendo. So they have some interesting stuff coming down the line. Cool, cool. Yeah, any more thoughts on Nintendo and what they showed? Uh, I'm most... I thought the Nintendo Direct was pretty great. Um... I'm mostly pumped for the new Pokemon game. Like, I know we mm-hmm. only know that it's coming, but uh, just the idea of that is awesome to me because it's about damn time that we're getting a Pokemon game that isn't just on portable. I do love the portable games, but, you know, the last, if I'm not mistaken, the last game we got was Pokemon Coliseum Series 1 and 2 on GameCube. So uh, it's nice that we're finally getting something else. And, you know, what? it fits perfectly on the Switch, too. Like... This is, the Switch is, like, the perfectly designed system for this sort of thing, for, like, a bigger Pokemon experience that isn't just the handheld games. Like, I know JJ was saying earlier, like, have, like, 32 badges or something like that. Like, really open it up, have, like, four regions or something like that. I think that would be great. So, yeah, that was my biggest thing, even though I really enjoyed most of the conference, you know. Saw the uh, some of the Mario gameplay, which was great. Um, Metroid is great. Um, yeah, overall, it was a pretty great Nintendo Direct. Uh, real quick thing to say. I know there were some people that criticized this Nintendo Direct because they heard that, well, Pokemon, it, 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 all you know is you heard it's in development. Metroid, all you know you heard it's in development. But I, I just want to say I was surprised because of the games that Nintendo has it coming out within the next couple of months to, this end, to year. end off this year. This year. Remember, yeah. Mario, Mario Rabbids is dated for this year, later yes. in the year, which is crazy. Yeah. And then after that comes out, because that's in, that's in August. I mean, you still have Arms, which is out today. You have Splatoon, which is out in July. You have, of course, Mario Odyssey. You have the Fire Emblem game. Yeah, which we didn't even really talk about. I mean, they showed yeah. a little oh, bit. Yeah. They showed characters, but yeah. I mean, we know that's coming. That's coming also this year for re, we uh, was it 3DS and Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So pretty much, I mean, Zelda DLC. The Zelda DLC, yep. So, to me, it's like, you know, in my opinion, you know, if you care, if you're someone that cares about exclusives, you can't say nothing. Nintendo, I think they got a lot lot of stuff coming out um, before this year is over. So, more so, I would say, than the competition. Yeah. In terms of the fall. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just was going to say, yeah, you know, I, I didn't have any issues with that conference. That definitely is also up there with Ubisoft, in my opinion, because there were so many surprises I wasn't expecting in terms of the games they did announce. So props to Nintendo for that. Indeed. Yeah, so we have to cut this short because uh, I know Mr. Jake James Lugo has a flight to catch um, fairly soon. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just want to apologize real quick because uh, I know this uh, show is late. People have been asking for it, but you guys have to understand E3 is really hectic and we've been having a lot of internet problems and stuff, so it's not always easy. Murphy's Law, full effect. Literally everything <laughs> that could have gone wrong went wrong some way, somehow, but we managed. Exactly, yeah. So, But yeah, you can look out for a lot more content once we are back in our you know rightful places so yeah keep a lookout and there will be more content coming to you soon but for now we're gonna sign out so yeah peace out people take it easy see y'all peace